BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This happened about two years ago when I was 22. After work, I stopped at a local convenience store to buy beer. The cashier looked familiar, but it's a very small town, population of 6,000. While I was in the store, the cashier was acting odd. I asked how he was doing to make small talk, and he just stared at me. I instantly felt uncomfortable, so I only glanced at him a few times before I left. I arrived home 10 minutes later and decided to browse Facebook. I had a friend request. The guy looked familiar. He was a local so I accepted him. A few hours later, I realized that it was the cashier. He'd got my name off my ID and added me not even five minutes later after I left. I told my boyfriend, and we both agreed that it was weird. A few days later, he came into my work. I asked my boss. She'd never seen him in there before. He grabbed milk and initiated small talk with me. I felt uncomfortable. He asked if I remembered him told me his name and that we'd been good friends in high school, although I never remember speaking to him at all. I was trying to be polite and told him yes, I remembered. After a few minutes, my boss pulled me in her office. She was watching through the window and could tell I was uncomfortable. It was a small pharmacy and we were all close. He started coming in every few days. If I wasn't there, he'd ask for me. After a few weeks, my boss would pull me in the office whenever he'd walk in. All the managers were briefed and did the same. That was all they could do until something happened. He stopped coming in, and we didn't see him for a few weeks. I was relieved and went about business. Also... 
I was allowed to carry my cell phone on the floor. My mom was very sick at the time, so if she needed anything, the managers were fine with her calling me. I got a text from a random number shortly after. I asked who it was, and they replied, You don't remember? You gave me this number. It's my stalker. I'll call him George. My heart started pounding. I sent a polite, short message back. After work, I checked to see if my phone number was posted anywhere on my Facebook page. It wasn't. George started messaging me daily, calling me sexy or babe. I was freaked out to say the least. My boyfriend was working out of town with limited call reception, so I couldn't let him know what was going on. A few days later, I got a message from an old classmate I still talk to once in a while. Hey, did George ever get a hold of you? He said there was an emergency and needed to contact you. Is everything alright? I broke down crying, finally acknowledging that, yes, I was being stalked. I didn't know if he was violent, and he knew where I worked, so I sent him something like, Hey, I just wanted to let you know I have a boyfriend. I didn't want there to be any misunderstanding between us. That's when shit got bad. He called me a liar, a stupid whore, telling me he doesn't know why my ugly ass would have ever thought that he was interested in me, that no one would be interested in my nasty blank. I asked him to leave me alone. The insults got worse. Slut, whore, cunt. I shut my phone off and cried and tried to ignore him. A few hours later, after calming down, I turned it back on and hesitantly checked. The last message he sent read, You fucking cunt. I know where you work. I know where your house is. I could fucking kill you in my sleep and you wouldn't see it coming. Try to call the cops on me. I'm in New York right now. Do it, bitch. They can't protect you. I called a friend, explained, showed her the messages, and she took me down to the police station, where I showed them the messages as well. I was shaking. I filed a report, and later got a restraining order against him. Turns out, he already had two other restraining orders from other girls he's done this to as well. My boyfriend came back a week later. I told him what happened and had to stop him from hunting that sick fuck down. Last year, he tried getting my number from a friend over Facebook. She blocked him. I haven't seen or heard from him since, thankfully. There have been very few times in my life where I've been that scared. You hear about shit like this on the news or in documentaries, but never think it can happen to you. I slept with the light on for months. A little backstory. When I was 19, I lived with my mom in a ranch-style house on a road that backed up to a large field. On the other side was the main highway. About half a mile down from me was a loony farmer 
and about a mile on the other side of me was pretty much a crack house. I guess someone used to live there, but it was run down. I will say that the crackheads were pretty quiet. Other than those two houses, we were isolated. At the time, I was working full-time and going to school full-time. One of my classes ended at 10.30pm. I often wouldn't get home that day of the week until about 11.15ish. I was driving home one night and I noticed some guy walking down the road. He had a yellow shirt and track pants. I remember his outfit because, well, it was stupid. It wasn't weird to see people walking down my road because of the whole crack house thing, but I instinctively looked over at him when I drove past. He turned and smiled and waved, which freaked me the fuck out. So I speed the half mile home and pull into the driveway, weirded out. I made sure all the doors and windows were secure and then sat on the couch to be a paranoid freak and wait to make sure the dude walked past my house. Except he didn't. And there was another guy with him, dressed in darker clothes. They actually walked up my driveway and started playing around with my car, testing the handles and stuff. In my hurry, I forgot to grab my phone from my car, so I was kind of worried that that's what they were after, until the guy in yellow started approaching my door. I'm freaking out, so I go and wake my mom up. She's bleary, and I'm trying to explain the situation when we both hear the doorknob turn very slowly. Good thing it was deadbolted. She got out of bed, walked to the door, and then yellow shirt knocked. I perched up on the couch so I could get a good look at him and his friend, still in the driveway. The porch light was on because of the sensor. Yeah, my mom said. You dropped your wallet. I told my mom that I had my wallet. It was in my purse. So she calmly told him that she had her wallet, and it was too late to be knocking on people's doors. I remember perfectly what he said next, even though this was about six years ago. Okay, I'm not a bad guy, just so you know. We were all pretty still. No one moved, not even the guy at the door, not even the porch light went off. Then he tried the handle again. My mom told me to call the cops so she could get the gun and I told her I didn't have my phone so she walked to the kitchen to grab hers from the charger. She handed me the phone and walked to the bathroom, stared out the window into the backyard. Then she went to her room to grab her Ruger. I was talking to the cops and explaining the situation all while watching the two guys explaining that there were two suspicious guys at our door when my mom came back and said, one in our backyard too, which explained why she had looked out the bathroom window. She glimpsed him from the kitchen and went to get a more discreet look. My mom walked back to the door with her gun and loudly said, If he tries the handle again, I'm just going to open the door and shoot him. Fuck knows why she said that instead of waiting for the cops to arrive, but the guys took off down the road. I told her and she rushed to the bathroom, where the guy apparently in the backyard saw his friends running down the road and sprinted off too. They were going in the direction of the crack house. The cops searched our house and our yard, and went to the drug house where they found five dudes hanging around. One was the yellow shirt guy, and I'm assuming his friends were with him. They did get arrested, and nothing weird like that ever happened again, but I was on edge for a while. I still make sure the doors are locked at all times every day, even though I live in a much nicer area now. Anyway, sorry it was a bit anticlimactic. The dudes got caught. Either way, weird guys who told me you found my wallet... Let's not meet. I was about 13 or 14, and I was babysitting two boys for some church members. 
I had done it before and the kids loved me and the parents were very comfortable with me babysitting. This was a night where they were going to be gone until 2.30 in the morning. I was doing it for free that day because they were going to do something church related and that's just how I rolled. Anyway, the house they lived in was in an apartment complex. You know, one of those small ones that had two floors and four places in each spot. They're on the bottom floor with two bedrooms on either side of the apartment with the kitchen on the left and the living room on the right with the sliding glass door to a small patio and a public bathroom next to the front door. It was about I think 1.30 and I knew they would be getting home soon. The kids were knocked out, obviously after practically begging in three bedtime stories, and I had finished my homework and they didn't have cable. This was before Netflix became an online service, so they had a couple of DVDs and VHSs to watch, so I grabbed Land Before Time to make the night go quicker. I was already very tired and had nodded off a couple of times, however, it was about 2 a.m. and I can hear knocking at the front door. Knowing the parents had a key, I did nothing but sit there in the dark with the TV glowing. Being a paranoid person and who watches and reads enough horror, I grabbed a baseball bat that was next to the couch. And what happened next will haunt me forever. I heard a small voice almost like a young woman's. Oh dear, that won't help you. My heart stopped, and I realized that the patio door didn't have the blind shut. My eyes shift slowly to the door, and I see someone on the patio staring in. I couldn't make anything out other than that they were very short and wide. I screamed and ran into the kids' room. Thankfully, they were all still asleep. Sadly, this was before I had a cell phone, and there were no cordless phones. All I did was push the dresser in front of the door and stared at the one window of the room. That's when it became dark as a shadow loomed on the window. The knocking started again, and the woman's voice called out, Come on, dearie. I won't hurt you. Please come out. The window was being knocked so hard, I was afraid it would break. The kids finally woke up, and they were screaming and scared. I was a big girl, but knowing I had two kids with me, I became vulnerable and afraid. Within two seconds, I hear the father yell out, Hey, who the hell are you? And the person ran off. The front door opened, and there was a harsh knocking on the kid's bedroom door. Thankfully, it was the parents, and after I let them in and put the dresser back, I explained what happened, and they called the police. When the police arrived, they obviously found nothing, but the bushes that hide the patio were obviously cut up and ripped up to get through. I babysat for them once more, after that, but after they moved away about five months later, 
I never babysat anyone ever again. And again, to this day, I know the woman was long gone, but every time I hear a knock, a chill runs through me. Stranger who is watching me, let's not meet again. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. So this happened when I was in 7th grade, a 12-year-old. At the time, it was just my mom, my brother and I living in a rental in a rundown, low-income area. We moved in during the summer before the school year started and were welcomed by our next-door neighbors, which wasn't too uncommon but not super common at the same time for that area in Oregon. My mom worked 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day, so my little brother and I would ride the bus home every day from school. My cousin would also sometimes ride back to my house with us, and her parents would pick her up later. Important for later. One day when I came home, I noticed our only small laptop we owned was gone off the counter. I figured my mom had moved it. When my mom came home later, we determined it was missing, and that a lot of other things were missing like my iPod and wallet, and my mom's safe with her handgun in it, and a lot of family valuables. We called the cops and reported a robbery and they came to investigate. They determined the person probably slipped through the doggy door leading into the garage and then entered the house through our unlocked garage door. Cops stayed in their cars all night and said they would stay on watch for our house more than normal. I was terrified all night and my brother and I slept in my mom's room. The next day we locked all our doors. It was Wednesday and was a random half day at my school so I rode the bus home around noon and my cousin came with while my brother went to a friend's house for the afternoon to hang out. I used the key under the mat my mom leaves for me, and my cousin and I hung out for about an hour or two until her mom came and picked her up. After she left, I heard the doorknob of the closet right next to the front door slowly open, and out comes this skinny, what looked like a 35-year-old man that I recognized as our next-door neighbor. He seemed to be constantly shaking, intense eyes, had a really unhealthy look to him because of his extremely sunken-in face. Terrified. I'm in the living room, just standing looking at him while he looks at me, with a surprised look on his face. I think he thought everyone left when my cousin did, until his face changed into an amused smirk, when I believe he realized that I was alone in the house. He begins to walk towards me, while I stand there shocked, not sure what to do. He grabs me really hard on the shoulders and tells me I'm pretty. He then begins to pull me into him, to, I think, lick me? I don't know, he seemed crazy and excitable with his intense eyes. I instinctively jump and buckle my knees to allow my full weight to be the force that rips me from his grips and fall on my butt. He then bends down for me when I heel kick him in his nuts as hard as I can. Note, I played soccer at the time and practiced wrestling with older neighbor kids a lot. He then yells and falls to his knees, cupping himself. I use that time to run past him to my front door. I open it and run to a kid I rode the bus with's house about six houses down. He and his mom were there, so she called the cops and my mom while I waited. The cops got to the house and he wasn't there, but had managed to steal a few more small valuables. I gave my testimony that it was our next door neighbor, 
and he was caught that same day selling some of our stuff at the pawn shop in town. He ended up being a crystal meth addict, stealing our stuff to sell and pay for his addiction. He was super weak from all the drug abuse, which is probably why I was able to get away from him. He was also apparently somewhat high, which he claimed heightened him sexually, which is why he spontaneously decided to attack me, being that I was alone. Also, though he looked in his mid to late 30s, he was only 26. He'd apparently watched us for a few months, learning our schedules for when we left and got home. He took the time to take the key from under the front door mat while we were gone, get a copy, and then put the original back under the mat for my brother and I to use when we got home. The cops were surprised he was smart enough to do that, as he seemed to be mostly dim-witted with everything else due to the drug abuse. Either way, I testified against his physical attack, and he got a few decades of jail time being that he was already on parole for drugs. I was terrified and slept in my mom's room for the next year. So, let's not ever meet again, creepy methodic neighbor. Long time lurker, first time poster. This happened back when I was 21 and living downtown with my boyfriend. I had just found out that my boyfriend, who I had been with for almost four years, had been cheating on me. We were invited to a Halloween party that night, and I had initially declined the invite, but then I found out about the cheating and told him I was going and he could stay home if he wanted. We were in the process of breaking up and dividing our assets. Anyway, the breakup is relevant to my frame of mind. We lived in a rather sketchy area downtown. One of those brand new apartments built in a slummy area sort of things. And any other night, I'm the type who keeps the windows up, all doors locked, until out of the area immediately surrounding our apartment. However, my mind was understandably elsewhere, and I had both driver and passenger windows down so I could smoke a cigarette. The first red light I came to on the way to the party was still in the shady part of town. I'm the first car at the light, so I have full view of a 20-something year old guy crossing the crosswalk in front of my car. Suddenly, he looks over and makes eye contact with me. I'm flicking ash from my cigarette out the window at this point and may have done a polite head nod. I can't remember, but the next thing I know, he picks up his pace and walks over to my open passenger window, leans into my car, and asks if he can get a light. When flustered, I tend to be polite, so without really thinking, I hand him my lighter, and was totally prepared to just pull away when the light turned green and let him have it. That's when instead of reaching for the lighter, he reaches into my car and lets himself in, and just sits down like we're old friends. At this point, the light turns green, and I grab my purse and wedge it between my left leg and the driver's side door. Apparently, I was more concerned with being robbed than the darker alternative. He thanks me for giving him a ride, and I slowly pull away from the stoplight cars are behind me 
and ask him why he got into my car. He replies that he could tell I wanted to give him a ride and launches into an obviously fabricated story about needing a ride because his girlfriend had just broken up with him and left him stranded downtown. I tell him that I'll take him to the nearest gas station as I needed to get gas. I didn't, but this was the closest place to our location, which was well lit and sure to have people. The gas station was about only six blocks away, but it was the longest six blocks of my life. He tells me I'm pretty and asks me if I can give him money so that he can get a cab home. Like an idiot, I offer him the four dollars and quarters I keep in my car for the parking meters. At this point, I think I was just ready to make him stop talking and leave me alone. Instead, he starts throwing the quarters one by one down the cleavage of my shirt. What the fuck? I ask him to stop. He just laughs. Then I see it. The gas station. I pull in and tell him that we both need to get out so I can pump. He hesitates and then gets out. I have never locked my car door so fast in my life. I walk inside, telling him that I need to prepay. Instead, I find the first group of people I can. College town and Halloween weekend, so they're all out in costumes. And I explain the situation to them. At this time, a guy with the group I'm talking with comes in and tells his buddies that the guy is out there telling him that I'm his girlfriend and that I accidentally drove away with my purse on top of the car. Uh, no. The group of college kids ended up going outside, making him leave, and then sticking around until I was back in my car and on my way. I have no idea what your intentions were, unwanted hitchhiker downtown, but let's never meet again. So this happened earlier in this year. As a little background, I'm a 30-year-old male, married, 29 at the time, with a young daughter. I live in a rural northern California town, pretty much right in the epicenter of the gold rush. And I don't know if it's all the ways the land was taken or the ways people killed for wealth back then, but it's always seemed to have a higher share of strange recluses and sovereign citizen types. That being said, this is not a hunting story or strange people of the woods but it was by far the most frightening encounter I have experienced as a father. Some time ago, I ended up with an extra day off and my wife and I decided to go for a drive and check out a semi-local gun show. From time to time, I will get tables at them and have friends who do them regularly, so we went to visit as I'm always looking for obscure parts and pieces for old military weapons and had some family that lived in the area of this show too. We had a hell of a winter last year, so unsurprisingly it was a cold, gloomy day. We drove about an hour, and knew the promoters, so we walked right in. As I was passing tables in search of the right stuff, I was carrying my daughter with me. She was very small and ridiculously cute, so everyone wanted to look and ask about her. Which is normal from what I've observed for parents. At times you even draw a small crowd, usually of sweet LOLs, old meaning, little old ladies, and some grandpa types. As a side point, I had one grumpy lady tell me she was way too young. I looked at her confused and said, 
she's like three months old. She'll never remember. Back on topic. There was one man who seemed a bit more excited than most men his age, but he said that he'd worked as an EMT and in an NICU for years, so it seemed reasonable that he was so happy to see healthy babies. As the afternoon went on, he passed me a few more times, moving against the crowd. First sign. And commented on how beautiful she was. As babies often do at that age, my wife soon needed to breastfeed our daughter. We went out to the car and had blinders in the back seat so she could have some privacy and keep the baby from distractions. I turned on the heater, locked the doors, and went back in to help a buddy sell during a busier point. About 10 to 15 minutes later, my phone starts ringing with a frantic wife on the other end. About three minutes before, I had noticed that law enforcement had gotten up and walked outside of the show. It took a minute to calm her down, but apparently the guy had followed us outside and been watching closely. My wife got the sudden feeling that makes your hair stand up whilst feeding in the car. That was when she saw a shadow standing outside her door, blocking it from opening, holding a small metal tube. At that same moment, a sheriff pulled up who had also seen us go to the car. The officer asked what was going on, and the man tried to say he was talking to my wife, who rolled the window down slightly and said she was not, and didn't want to either. The officer asked his name, and when he turned around to run the name, he tried to scurry away. Name was fake, hence why the other officers got up. While detained, he gave his real name, and within one minute of calling it in, the man was turned around and arrested. Turned out he had felony warrants for kidnappings. The man was waiting for nearby cars to leave. He was about to try and take my wife and infant daughter. Had that cop not been right there, who knows how it might have unfolded. Luckily, there was a cop when we needed one. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.